This is the Comedy Kiosk, podcast by Monday and Munoz. Please welcome Monday and Munoz. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Kiosk, a podcast on which we discuss news, ideas and opinions about comedy. My name is Igor Monday, here with my co-host David Munoz. And a very special guest we have today, all the way from Scotland, it's Grant Gallagher. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me on, guys. It's good to be here. Thank you for coming. Grant is currently on a small tour doing Moscow and St. Petersburg. Today, Moscow, tomorrow, St. Petersburg, a headliner show. And he has kindly agreed to be a guest on our podcast. And we will talk a little bit about the differences between the scene and the comedy in Prague, where he's staying now and performing here in Moscow and of course I guess the UK as well since you started there yep. as I know before that if you do enjoy this podcast give us a like uh, give us a follow and rate us on the platform you are listening this on and of course subscribe to all of our social media to get the latest news information about the episodes that we release so let's start the podcast proper and uh, David you wanted to start with a question yeah okay question number one where yep. are you from I am from Scotland originally Okay, and where do you live? I live in Prague. Right, and in what language where do, do you, you see do- yourself in Prague? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and obviously, oh, what, what, what languages or language or languages do you do stand-up in? Just English. And Just I'm, English. I'm Scottish, so barely that. Right, yeah. Uh, do you know Czech? I have tried to learn, but Czech is an incredibly difficult language, so... Yeah. No, no. Right, I'm the same with Russian. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so the question then, of course, is how the hell does a Scotsman who's unwilling to learn Czech move to the Czech Republic and start or continue doing stand-up? So that's, also the other question that's is, that's a bit where harsh. Start? Unwilling to learn Czech. I would say he's more unable to learn yeah. Czech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You're an idiot. Yep, so, yep. Um, no. Yeah, so how did you, like, a, so the stand-up and the moving to the Czech, can you give us a basic rundown? Yeah, sure. So I actually had I've been doing stand-up comedy in the UK for about uh, five years but the UK is such a saturated market that for the first like three years of that I was basically an open spot because it's very difficult to get stage time and uh, when you do eventually get start getting like longer spots and things like that they're usually not paid yeah. it takes a little while longer to get to sort of a place where you're doing comedy more regularly anyway so I've been doing that for like maybe five or six years I had done my first uh, solo show at the Edinburgh Fringe which was called Nothing Compares to Use and uh, it was it was pretty well received and I got good reviews and things like that and um, I'm, try- I'm trying to work out in my mind is that some kind of pun or, or uh, just because like, Scottish people say instead of saying you like plural we say use so yeah, it was same just, as Australia we did the same thing yeah what are you up to yep 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 yeah. and uh, at the time oh, right. so, it's, so it's a ghetto thing yeah, yeah uh, the Americans is y'all yep and at the at the time I had just uh, I had just finally uh, given in to the fact that I was losing my hair so I just shaved my head mm. and uh, it was a it was a really bad Sinead O'Connor joke basically so yeah so I uh, that was my first show and then I met a, an Irishman a northern Irishman uh, called Michael Porter who runs a show called The Good the Bad and the Irish and I was his opening act uh, for the because two- you are so Irish. Exactly, exactly. If you, well, if, maybe he's just bad. If, if, <laughs> he was if, the bad. If, yeah, exactly. If any of you know Michael Porter, he is, uh, and I say don't don't say this lightly, but he is clinically insane. And uh, <laughs> so the fact that I was Scottish and his was an Irish show didn't really matter all that much. Um, <laughs> but I was his opening act, and we did shows in Germany, Austria, Slovakia, Slovenia, the Czech Republic, and Poland. And uh, we finished in Prague. I got to Prague. 
met uh, my friend, my good friend and um, fellow comedian, Christina Hakalova, who runs Velvet Comedy in Prague. Yeah. And um, she basically had said to me that she wanted Prague to be the next Berlin. And I was thinking about moving to Europe anyway, because Brexit had happened and I wanted to get out of the UK for a bit while I still could. And um, she basically said to me, she was like, why don't you come here, like help me in Prague? We need somebody who's like, you know, been doing comedy for a little bit, little while longer. And uh, I, I said, okay, and uh, that was it. I haven't looked back. All right. I have two questions then. Oh, not questions, just to clarify for the listener. One, the opening spot, that's an unpaid, you start the show, right? Uh, so, well, for this, for the uh, for the Good, the Bad and the Irish, I was paid, because uh, mm-hmm. it was, uh, otherwise, it would have been quite a long time to uh, do like three weeks of traveling without without having any any money come in mm-hmm. from it. But uh, in, in some shows, yeah, it can be unpaid. But yeah, you're, you're opening the spot. You usually do like t- five to ten minutes or something like that just to sort of get the crowd warmed up and, uh, and bring the bring the main the main show on. Right. And when you said Prague could be the next Berlin, what does that mean? So um, if anyone who's doing stand up ever uh, goes to Berlin, they have hundreds of shows like the, the, you can do comedy sometimes two or three shows in a night um mm-hmm. like like it's i would say it's kind of like the mecca of doing stand-up in europe at the moment it's uh yeah. it's uh, in, in europe i should i should stress it's difficult to make money but you can get an awful lot of stage time uh there which is which is nice sadly people cannot see you but uh, i'm sure we'll i don't know take a photo and post it somewhere on our, our instagram or something but uh it's not a phrase from a person looking like you a phrase you want to hear Prague is going to be the next berlin yeah you know, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah i know when when you when you've got this skin, oh, this much skinhead vibes you yeah, yeah. You, I, I, I do like, see stay I do, berlin yeah I do, I, I do see czech people get nervous and for some reason i'm very popular here in russia i don't know why yeah, yeah. people taking <laughs> selfies with you. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think the like, the first point of discussion can be the, the actual difference between mm. the scene that we have here and we have discussed this previously in one of our episodes, uh, building a stand-up scene on how we started here with the English stand-up, where it was six, seven years ago when it started, where it is now, how far we have come or have we really? Yeah. And, you know, what are the opportunities here? And we talked about... And limitations going, as And well. limitations. I would say more limitations yeah, than opportunities. more limitations than opportunities. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what is the situation here and the little cities we tour around Moscow and all this kind of stuff? So current situation in Moscow, once more, if someone hasn't listened to those previous episodes, is we can do basically regular four shows a week. Mm-hmm. That's a Tuesday open mic. Mm-hmm. That's a Friday, let's say, feature show. The one you've done yesterday with us here, we steal the show. So it's always like uh, new material night, six selected comics, that kind of thing. And then Saturdays, it's mostly some kind of mostly when we can do some kind of paid show, like a one man, two man show or some kind of topical show, something like this. So like a paid produced show with with experienced good comics, which one of those shows you're doing tonight as well as our headliner and guest comic here in Moscow and then tomorrow in St. Petersburg. And then there is another open mic in a a different bar that's been running just open mics. It's just a bar, but they run a a stand-up open mic on Saturdays as well. And that's the reality. You can do maximum four spots a week and they range anything from, so open mics are five minutes and on Friday you can get between five and 10. And on Saturday, if you are good enough to be paid and to be included in those shows, you can do a little bit more depending on the format, but that's it. Basically, if, if you don't have uh, much diversity in terms of audience, it's mostly the same people who come to these places. You don't have, you know, some kind of, we, we did have 
times in Moscow when we had five, six shows a week mm -hmm. in very different places, ranging from, I don't know, uh, English school, then some kind of anti-cafe, then a bar, then a club, etc., where you would get actually different audiences. Now it's more or less the same. What's the situation in Prague and what are the opportunities versus limitations, as, as, as uh, David mentioned as well? Uh, so the, in Prague at the moment, I think we've got, uh, we've got uh, two open mics on Mondays and Thursdays. The Monday one is more sort of a regular open mic. The Thursday one is a late night open mic, which I think is really good because you don't get an awful lot of opportunities for shows like that um, in, in many places. And it's a completely different vibe from, from most other shows. We've got a Tuesday showcase. Uh, we've got two showcases on Fridays and we've got uh, shows on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So you can do uh, the show on Wednesdays every other week. So you can do shows, you can do like four or five shows a week. And there is uh, an, a, another venue which is opening to open to, for comedy on weekends that that's that might be coming in the new year so you can probably do like six or seven shows a week if, if you're at, at the uh, moment there are no weekend no there's no weekend no shows weekend at the moment shows. that's a bit unusual yeah i know it's it's just it just seems to be the way it's sort of mm -hmm. gone as i say um velvet comedy is, is hopefully starting a new uh, a new show at some point soon i don't know how much i can talk about that but i think i think uh, we, can, we can we can postpone publishing this episode until it happens oh no it's so. fine, it's fine. <laughs> so it's tell just, us everything it's just uh, christina if you're listening to this don't get mad at me and uh, uh, but there's, so there, I think there's going to there's there's hopefully going to be some new weekend shows soon. Right. Um, okay. But the the shows that we do have range from the open mics where you do like five minutes basically right. to the showcases where usually it's it's seven to ten minutes uh, unless you're like closing the first half or headlining where you can get up to fifteen or twenty. Right. Um, and it's so it's it's a good a good chance for you to start doing like crafting longer sets and things like that. We also have um, quite a lot of like visiting comedians coming through because like you know Berlin's right there. Uh, Amsterdam's mm. close by, so is Vienna. The UK is a two-hour flight away. Um, so we have a lot, quite a lot of visiting comedians coming through. And more recently, we've started having some much bigger names from the UK and the US, like Jim Gaffigan, Daniel Sloss, Bill, yeah. Bill Burr, and people like that coming through town. And, then, and that's yeah, that's been a that's been an opportunity for people to open for them and things like that, which is mm. which is nice. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff happening, and there's a lot of uh, opportunities for people who are getting into stand up to be able to sort of like do do stage time and get get better at their craft, you know. And and uh, Christina, I will say, is uh, her and I have tried really hard to make make sure that the sort of atmosphere around the Velvet Comedy shows is a, like a supportive one and one that's inclusive. Um, so that if people, um, for example, we had a guy called Cameron who is half Australian, half Scottish, actually. Oh, poor and, bastard. Yeah, I know, right? Like, but worst of, worst of both worlds. Uh, <laughs> terrible, terrible, uh, terrible skin and also a horrific alcoholic. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, had, he, did, he did an open mic and crushed the shit out of it. Like, really, really, really did well. Um, he'd been trying to do stand-up for, wanted to do stand-up for years and years. And so he'd, like, written and rewritten this, like, five minutes over and over until he basically had it perfect. Damn. He, he did it. It was amazing. He came back the next week, did it again. It was still fantastic. And by the third week, we were putting him on the showcase, yeah. you know, because we're like, this is good enough to be to be doing that. Um, so we really try to like make it so that there's an encourage and, yep. and and kind of nurture. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. And then, and then once people, I mean, people like myself. Christina and I are doing a tour next February. That's February the 4th to the 24th. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can get your tickets for that on my Facebook page, uh, which is Grant Gallagher Comedian, or there'll be details about it on my Instagram, which is uh, at the Granty Christ. So that's, we're doing um, Czech Republic, Poland, Austria, Germany, Amsterdam, uh, oops, the Netherlands, and Denmark. 
Right. So your Instagram, bit of a messiah complex or yes, something? Yes, just yeah. a bit, just okay, a bit. Well, cool. a, a, an anti-messiah complex, yeah. Right. So <laughs> now the question uh touch on upon is the audience, right? So what kind of audience, how many people are generally attracted to these shows? Like, because you have uh, six or seven per, yep, per week. Yep, yep. So what's the average kind of amount? And what is the makeup? Is it predominantly tourists? Is it locals that know English? Is it expats? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's it's normally a mixture of expats and locals who know English. Mm. Um, the reason being is that the Czech comedy scene is very well developed, and I mean you have like Czech TV comedians, as you as you as you would call them, I guess, uh, where they they do stuff in the Czech language, and it's good. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty good. They have they have their own version of Comedy Central and things like that. Mm. Um, but because you know the Czech Republic's only got like twelve million people, it's a pretty small country. Mm. Um, it's a small scene, you know. And yeah. uh, once you've sort of seen everybody or been to a few Czech shows you've kind of seen it you know yeah. uh, and so then what you do what you get is people who are really like hardcore comedy fans uh, start then coming to the English language shows because it's just it's just more comedy for them to see yeah. particularly the showcases are always packed like they're always really really busy we've only had one I think which was like a, a kind of a, a quiet show and even then there were still maybe like 25 30 people in yeah. um, the open mics it can fluctuate you know uh, especially like uh, during the summer we they tend to be pretty empty and uh, during the winter they tend to be pretty full mm. um, it's it, it, just, it just sort of depends but overall the the, sh- the showcases the one where people are paying money for tickets mm-hmm. those shows are always really busy yeah, uh, and I, I think that's because people think if you're paying money for a ticket it's going to be good yeah, yeah yeah they expect quality yeah it's, it's quite interesting because i think if comparing just these two cities in these two countries moscow versus prague for example both are like slavic countries let's say central eastern bloc yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. and it's yeah. they're not even that far i mean the, the problem with moscow is that it's not on anyone's way and Prague is in the center of yep. action right so yep. if you want to go well not really in the center but you're near well, I mean, they call like it, you're on they the call way it, they call it the heart of Europe and uh, like particularly uh, Czechs but Prague people particularly uh, are really fond of saying that Prague is the heart of Europe and uh, they get really annoyed when you call it Eastern Europe because uh, they say Ooh. it's it's further to the west than Vienna you know like, yeah, uh, this, like this, this type of thing is it? Um, yes it actually is oh. um, but don't tell them yeah 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 I think <laughs> Eastern Europe is not a geographical concept it's, it's, a, it's, it's a mindset it's a mindset <laughs> <laughs> and it's a more kind of post-socialist, communist, these yep. kind of countries. Yep. Yeah. Like, and Czechoslovakia definitely fits yeah, oh, yeah, for 100%, 100%. And, I don't know, Budapest and Paul, I don't know, this yeah. kind of oh, yeah. without, so, without question. But, but, but still, let's say that some parameters are the same. It's kind of similar people, similar countries and so on. But just is it just location or I don't know what it is, but the fact that you can kind of have full shows on the weekdays regularly and we struggle with bringing people on the weekends with kind of experienced comics and good shows. On the other hand, you have all those kind of famous comics passing through doing the shows. Again, we struggle here attracting anyone or actually not even attracting, but it's really hard to make it pay off for Mm. them because the price we can put and the exposure we can get, not to mention the number of Comics, of course, that you that you also have probably. I mean, what's the, what's the current pool of comics? What would you say? How many? Let's say regular comedians that can deliver a good, like fifteen, twenty. I don't know. Maybe twenty to twenty-five, I guess. Like, uh, yeah. m- m- maybe slightly more. I think. Like, uh, the that can do a good, tw- a good ten to fifteen. Did you say something like that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's, let's let's say twenty. Like, mm. I think somewhere in that. In so that you're, let's say, like, I don't know, hotel or whatever wants to book a show with four experienced comics who can you put on that show you have 20 people to choose from yeah 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 I so, would say so we we have if we want four people on that show we have basically six people to choose from yeah, yeah. so if, if one is sick I'd we say can 10 i'd say 10 
I wouldn't. But <laughs> you're you're being nicer than I. Yeah, you're including yourself four times. <laughs> yeah, I can do. Of four course times. I do. Uh, have you seen how long my sets are? They tell me ten minutes. I do twenty yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's the thing. I think we. So if we want to do a four man show, we pick out of six. One is not in the country and one is sick. We can't do that show. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So so I'm I'm so jealous when you talk about this stuff because yeah. I'm thinking like I don't know. What was the flight? Two hours, hour yeah, and a half? Yeah, two hours, two hours. Prague to Moscow. It's not that far. It's not like other side of the world, right? And it's quite similar, again, in terms of people and culture and some kind of, I don't know, even development and so on. But there are so many more opportunities and so much For better. a smaller place. I, yeah. also, I also think it's just because, like, uh, because of the situation with, with traveling around Europe and stuff like that, it's, it's, there's a couple of different barriers, like, in terms of the like cost benefit analysis if you're like you know you're i'm getting paid x for coming here to do the show kind of thing yeah uh, and i've also got so i've got to take into account okay well i've also got to pay for my flight i've got to cover the fact that i've got to get a visa in order yes. to come here whereas with mm -hmm. other countries i don't have to do that exactly because you know I mean? you're in europe yeah which yeah. this brings me up to the next question i really was curious about um, that we kind of discussed before the show yeah, a little yeah, yeah. that i want to ask because okay so if you're in america you can do the road tour you can do the mm -hmm. college tours you mm -hmm. can you can travel all across america the big names even to this day a lot of them still do tours around Brilliant. the states testing their material out before they do their specials right yeah huge country you can do that in in the uk smaller country but still same thing you can do tours around the different parts of england scotland and ireland and all the rest right is europe comparable to that is it uh, like on a smaller version even or is it just as good like what are the opportunities around europe can you tour europe oh yeah absolutely like uh, like uh, you definitely can there are comedians who are doing that there's a there's a group called comedians of europe which was started with this specific idea in mind Brilliant. Uh, which is to sort of bring together all the promoters and the comics who regularly like i guess you would call them road comics you know people yeah. who, are, who are out on the road um a lot and they've been doing shows pretty regularly for the last for the last year obviously if we forget about the the, the massive pandemic uh, in the middle <laughs> they do a lot of shows in their minds yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean so like so you do have you have you do have a lot of opportunities like i say we're doing next year we're doing we're doing 14 dates um like in like seven different countries and uh, there's a there's a chance we might be able to put it out to um the Scan Scandinavian countries. I was talking. That's why I was asking you about it last last night to mm -hmm. see to see yeah. what what the the options were. So you can do it. It's just got mm. to get to the point where you're where you're you're confident enough in your material, and also it helps if you've done shows in other places. Yeah. I was telling a funny story to you, my friend, last night when uh, we were talking about. I did a, a show with a comic who is pretty new, and they booked me to do a show with them where they wanted to do a double header, and uh, they were brand new. And it was it was kind of like a little bit ass backwards. Do you know what I mean? What you would normally do to go to a new city is you would go go there and do like spots, you know, like five minutes, yeah. ten minutes, whatever. Get to the point where people might go, oh, I've seen this person before and then I'll go and see them. Yeah. You don't want to kind of end up going to a city where no one's heard of you before and being like, come and see my show. And they're like, who the who the fuck are you? you know, yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, but no, the, the, you, there's definitely an opportunity. Comedy is, is growing in popularity throughout Europe, especially uh, English language comedy because... Yeah. I think, as is the case with most, especially when you go further east and the countries get a little bit, little bit smaller, there's so much, there's only so much local comedy. And like I think might be the case here in Russia, we were saying last night, Igor, is that the, the comedy, because it's kind of new, it's kind of like, 
I'm trying to be charity, like not sound like a dick here, but like it's kind of like you know, like oh my 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 take my mother-in-law. Oh, I wish you would like that kind of like old-fashioned oh, yeah, kind yeah. of like like. Um, and so there, when people switched over to coming to see English language comedy shows, and that's based around more like the sort of stuff you would get at say the Edinburgh Fringe or or that mm -hmm. type of like hour-long special. It's a completely different vibe. And yeah. uh, I think people really appreciate that. Yeah, I got that when I kind of did the Siberia show sort of thing. You know, I did my, I did 45 minutes. By the end of it, they were all just applauding and some of them were even standing up. And it's probably what I was just like shocked in a way. And yeah. they were like, oh my God, you were so great. Like, you know, you you know, I've seen other shows like, you know, on Netflix, where it goes, you were just as good. Like, yeah. and I was like, oh, well, well, well thank you. Yeah. And I think it's for them, it's that whole having that English style comedy, I suppose, and the observations, this, that. The stories about Australia, of course, for them is exotic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so they were really appreciative of the of the whole sort of thing. And I think it is that that feeling. Uh, what was the name of that group again? Uh, Comedians of Europe. Comedians of Europe. Do you have their phone number? And he has a Croatian we, passport, we are, I have a Spanish passport. <laughs> we are not invited. It's yeah. Comedians oh. of Europe, not Comedians of Europe and Russia. That's, that's what I learned. I but we have European passports. What do you no, mean? No, no, that's not, no, 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 no. That, that, that does not mean comedians who are from Europe. That means comedians who live and perform in Europe. And Shit. as I've learned, well, I did, what, four tours or five tours in different kind of areas. And I think especially this kind of central block of uh, European countries like Austria, Germany, Poland, Czech Republic. What I've learned on those tours is that it's quite a quid pro quo community. It's kind of, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It's a, it's a circle of people where I would say a, maybe a close circle of people where each person runs comedy shows in their city. So you're from a small European city, like a student city, Erasmus city, whatever, you run comedy there, right? A person from another country, another city wants to come and perform, you give them a show, you organize everything for them. So when you want to do the same, they will do the same for you. Yeah. And it's a platform of people who support and help each other in that sense that they've created some kind of network infrastructure between cities around Europe uh, where comedy now exists, English comedy now exists, and they're ready to give each other spots and to promote their shows and so on but it's that kind of situation if you are part if you have something to offer me then i'm ready to offer the same to you but if you're not because i remember back in the day it was i think 2015 maybe or 16 first time we took our like very russian show like russian themed show on the road and we did central europe and people were super ready to work with us because it was something new that people haven't seen there yet and so on but recently i feel it's more like um, nah, I don't really know who you are and I've never heard of you and you haven't done like the Berlin open mics or something where people kind of gather and meet. It's a hub yeah. for comics also to network or you haven't done Fringe and I don't remember you from there or something like this. So uh, who the fuck are you and why would I help you when I can help my friend Grant from Prague or my friend Reggie from Vienna or my friend, I don't know, whoever, Jack from Graz mm -hmm. or whatever. So why would I like, you know, yeah, and yeah. I feel it's kind of uh, it's 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 a great opportunity for people who are there right to to go city to city country to country but i think for an outsider this network is not accessible i would say okay well i think well i actually think that maybe like the comedians of europe i think is trying to change that because it's trying to sort of bring together um, all of these different promoters who yes are sort of we're sort of doing it out of self-interest at the start um to try and get it to the point where it, it makes it more attractive for outsiders to come to Europe to do comedy shows, you yeah. know, because because at the end of the day, if it's if it's if it just stays as being a bunch of different different individual promoters each doing shows in just their own city, then it's going to be incredibly difficult for anyone from outside of that community to organize a show 
that is going to be worth worth their while and successful for them and ultimately bringing in more interest and more like activity to the comedy scene you know yeah. so i really do I, I, I understand what you're talking what you're talking about and i do think that your concerns are valid and um, but i think that 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 idea of trying to like open things up to make it more accessible for people who may, maybe don't have the opportunity to go to the edinburgh fringe or the berlin open mic scene or the barcelona scene or whatever it is um is is like a way of trying to make it so that the m more better comedy is accessible for more people in in europe because the demand is really there like as as you were saying about netflix earlier on yeah dave like the the amount of stand-up comedy you get on streaming sites and the fact that they just keep putting more and yeah. more ones up there shows that there's a real demand for it you know and they yes. wouldn't they wouldn't do it if they if they weren't getting people to watch it um and it's, it's i think it specifically is I mean, we have to accept the fact that as much as it will annoy any French listeners that you guys might have, the the lingua don't worry about it. the lingua the lingua they, can't, we have they can't understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, 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 this sentence is really going to piss them off. The lingua franca of Europe is English, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and right, 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 like like, like just, just to just to really twist the knife. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, and and so like that's that's the that's the language people are going to go and see comedy in because if you have Swedish person and a Czech person and a yeah. uh, Russian all drinking in a bar they're all talking in english you know? yeah yeah and actually it's interesting you mean you mentioned that because what is it uh gad uh el Malay, yeah, yeah, the french guy you know french guy who's now doing stand-up also in english yep, yep. and he uh, if you've seen his show huge in france great it was absolutely lovely and, and then we saw my wife and i then watched his uh, comedy special and yeah, it was good it was very kind of you know typical french guy yep, over yep. sort of stuff but it was good it was good very well done you can tell he's a pro so my question also is do any of the czech comedians you were mentioning earlier are they trying to do it in English as well? Yes, yes, they are. So not all of them, but for example, mm. I have a good friend out there called Lucy Mahachkova, who is like the real deal in in the Czech Republic. Like you go on the you go on the metro, you see her face in posters, you know, advertising comedy shows mm. and stuff like that. Like uh, she she's like a legitimate what we would call professional comedian in wow. the Czech in the Czech Republic. Like that's her job. You know, I mean, th this might surprise you, but it's uh, same. If you go to Moscow Metro, you'll see my face in the metro <laughs> on the day when I am in the metro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, if you find you in the right station. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. On the can, platform, I, moving, yeah, yeah, yeah. 3D. I, I can be seen in Moscow Metro, yes. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but so she does, she does, you know, she's got her career in the Czech and she does very well out of it. Yeah. Um, but she also does shows, like our shows in English. Like mm -hmm. she's, because, Let's be honest. If you're trying to get into bigger markets, that you're you're not going to do stand up and check. You know? Right. Uh, you're going to do stand up and English. this is this is a little bit different than here because here the comics that are big, like TV comics, uh, you know, headliners, whatever, touring comics that tour Russia and stuff, comics that do like corporate events that are paid for big gigs and stuff, they don't care about English at all because yeah. the market is big enough for them to just well, that, but that's because Russia is a country of what 150 million people mm. and uh, and the Czech Republic is a country of 12 yeah yeah but yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is we don't have that overlap and that bleed of comics who would just come and do it because it's uh, potentially even good for them to try fringe to try yeah. I don't know get on Netflix or whatever to explore that market there was one comedian some years ago Igor Meyerson from St. Petersburg who did shows in English he was I think maybe the first Russian comic to do it on that level yeah. so not kind of small basements and bars but kind of to do it on some more professional level he got booked by Ed Ezard's agent and agency whatever like the the producers and he got some shows on the Melbourne festival on the what is Montreal comedy festival and stuff like this but it was just uh 
some some kind of one-sided gimmick where he just he was a russian guy with a russian accent and mm. that's it mm. it didn't go further than that mm. but uh, none of them actually because yeah market is big enough and this is only if we talk about 145 million russians in russia but i'm, I'm there 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 are opportunities for people like milo edwards who's an english comic based yeah. in london but he spent two three years here in russia learned russian and now he's doing shows i don't know in dubai in russian yeah, yeah, right so yeah. that's there is a market for that so they don't need to test any other language they're like this is my language i'm comfortable with this i know how to perform and russian comedy russian stand-up is very one-dimensional it's like when you learn it you know it mm. you know there is no like you just learn all the tricks and that's it you know how to do it and it's they're all the same not all now there is some kind of indie scene there is some kind of alternative comics but mostly the mainstream comics it's all the same thing it's all the same kind of copy paste same produce same I think, but i think i think that's incredibly interesting because all, like every comedy culture has that sort of thing happen vienna is a great example of this right so in vienna um like you mentioned reggie there's reggie tamash jack and okello were four of my good friends and they were sort of like i guess you could call it the establishment comedians there they were like the four guys who were doing stuff regularly you know and they, they were the ones who had done well out of it and they were for a while they were sort of like the only game in town and then more recently there's all of these like newer comics starting to come in what you would call like the alternative comedy scene kind of stuff and they're trying all this weird weird shit open mics and stuff that's completely different and all that sort of stuff and it just like that will happen you know and if it's happening here in russia too there's always going to be yeah it starts off with like the sort of like the standard and i'm not saying my, my friends in vienna are standard or anything like that but you'll have like, <laughs> you're the basic yeah, no no but you'll have like you'll have like the established comedians and stuff like that and then yeah. Through the sort of like the cracks underneath, you'll have the weirder, more esoteric, like experimental stuff coming up, and that will be the stuff that will be the that will be big in a couple of years' time. You know, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's always, yeah. it's always. I, I, I really love like that sort of thing about comedy because, like, especially if you go to the Edinburgh Fringe, and I, I know I'm, I'm from Scotland, I keep talking about Edinburgh, but uh, but really, you will see some of the most beautiful hilarious and quite frankly strange stand-up comedy you've ever seen in your entire life yeah. like i've seen shows there where you come out of it and you're, you're you've laughed so it's done the job as comedy but you are also you're questioning something you're entertained you're upset you're you're profoundly moved like it, it's yeah it's it's really sort of raising the fo form of comedy up to art i guess here we haven't seen yet that kind of renaissance of, mm -hmm. of stand-up where a lot of new stuff is coming up and getting kind of noticed and so on. I would say in Russian stand-up, it's still the same thing. The mainstream, the alternative thing is mostly done in small places for small groups of people that are friends of people who are involved in stuff like this. With English, it's always been and always will be the weird alternative comedy because English comedy in Russia is already alternative comedy yeah, by definition yeah. and Spanish and, and stuff that we do. People still don't get it and don't, for example, we have a rose battle, right? We try, okay, this is not, it's still stand-up. It's just a different format of, of stand-up comedy, right? It's not one man telling jokes, it's two people competing who has better roasts of each other, burns of each other and so on. But people still, they're, they're happy to pay, first of all, for a show with, I don't know, three, four comics, but mm -hmm. they're not happy to pay for a rose battle because they don't feel like 
it's a uh, it's a it feels more like they first of all they think it's improv or something they don't know it's also prepared and written yeah, and yeah, rehearsed yeah. and so on second of all they come there and they're like oh why is he saying such bad words about that pretty young girl ah oh, this is not nice yeah, yeah, you yeah. shouldn't have been doing that in public and stuff like this people still kind of they don't <laughs> keep get it a, behind closed doors yeah, yeah. proper domestic abuse that yeah. should be done yeah, yeah. in private yeah when what? I when I punch my wife no one sees it yeah, don't, yeah, they, yeah, you yeah. Know, don't take out your dirty laundry don't be public. uncouth <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, be an animal about yeah. so that's that's the thing when we do some stuff some other formats that i think are actually quite popular in places like barcelona berlin and mm. so on that you mentioned where there is that there is a scene and then there is alternative scene and then there is just having fun trying formats and people are up for that i don't know like drunk sober shows where uh whatever then shows like uh, some panel shows roast roast battles whatever kind of storytelling shows here it just doesn't people just don't it's the the scene is not mature enough yet to understand that stand can come in different like varieties and stuff they're just like give me a man with already tested prepared jokes and i do say a man anything that's not just your standard stand up a guy a stool a microphone and like jokes even yeah. one liners i remember yeah. when i started doing comedy when i started doing stand up here in moscow 7 years ago i started with one liners and i gave it up like 2 3 months uh, later to turn more to oh I'm a foreigner how yeah. about that metro yeah. because it just didn't work people were like but what do you what do you mean with that what is that well I had this one liner where it's 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 a sentence right it's uh, carrot juice is also orange juice mm -hmm. that's that's the joke right it's, I mean that's and there would be like literally people would ask me I have to do like I like your set and stuff what does that mean the juice thing what does that mean I'm like what do you mean what does it mean like what does it mean what does, what, did, what did you want to say I'm like, I didn't want to say anything. It's, yeah. uh, it's just a little pun. It's yeah. like orange as a color, orange as a fruit. You get it? It's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. But what did you want to say with that joke? Like, it didn't have a message. It didn't yeah. have substance. You yeah. know, it didn't change yeah. my life. What did you want to? And it, I just didn't understand that that can also be a joke. It doesn't have to be, you know, about, oh, you know what my wife did yesterday? My wife did this. Ha, ha, ha. Like the sitcom humor yeah, and stuff yeah. that they, Seinfeld in the 90s, this kind of stuff. No, they just, Kind of, so I think some of those you saw Ermac yesterday, one of our comics, first guy who was doing most one, mostly one-liners, yep, yep. and it's kind of hit or miss nowadays. Yep. It's a bit better than before when mm. it was all miss, but people just don't get it. And I yeah. think since we have only three, four regular shows a week, and the audience pool is quite small, and uh, people don't really come back that often, since we have a small number of comics and they keep seeing the same people again and again and again, so they come back every two, three, six months, not every week. I guess it's going to take a very long time for our scene to catch up with. So you might think that, right? But I really do think, how many open mics did you say you had? Two a week. Okay. Well, since we started doing, since Christina and I started doing the open mics on Mondays and Thursdays, and really trying to like push people to like make sure you you, you come, you try stuff, you, you and don't just try writing a new five minutes every time. Really try and perfect the five minutes you've got because then we can put you on at the big shows, you know. Yeah. And it sort of created this 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 a a community, but also be like an atmosphere where people were like, well, if I just do this, if I do the work, then I'll get to a spot where I can I can do actual like what they see as quote-unquote actual comedy as opposed to yeah. open mic stuff you know so i think it's just really about like you it's it sounds kind of sort of like um like ass backwards but you really need to promote the open mics like the open mics are, are where the people who are going to try stuff and bring in that new audience 
I, I are going to come from. I think the difference is the opportunity where you can take it from that open mic. Because if you come to an open mic in Prague, in Vienna, in um, Stockholm, in Berlin, especially, and you do solid five, then you do like tight ten. Then you can you have somewhere to go. You get you can get booked for that bigger show. You can get booked as an opener for those for Daniel Sloss that's that's touring that part mm. of the world. You can go to Fringe. You can go to Berlin. You can go to using that network that you guys have created. You can do, go and do other European cities. Here you can go from open mic to a slightly bigger open mic, which is like a yesterday show, like Selected Comedians New Material Night, and that's it. Because to do anything more, to actually fly out to Prague and do a feature but, show... But you did that. Yeah, I did that, but I did that on, on my kind of, on my own, I don't know, initiative, basically losing, like taking vacation off work, losing money, because that's what I want to do. But I'm like one in a top, because people here, most people here that perform, they don't perform to become comedians. They perf- it, they're hobbies. It's, mm. it's a fun thing to do for them. Yep. It's, yeah. it's a, they're not doing it serious enough to actually waste their money or to like jeopardize their work or their relationship or something by doing this. People who would actually do that, Again, every time, let's say Russians who perform in English, every time they want to go abroad, they need to get a visa. They need to spend a lot of money because they earn in rubles and ruble has dropped so much during yeah. the last five years. It's virtually impossible to pay it off and so on. And it's just inconvenient. You have to be like really, really, really passionate about it and really committed like me and a few other people that did it, do it. But otherwise they're gonna be like, why would I, why would I work on my five on open mics? where the best is going to get me is 10 on Friday. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Because there is no ladder to climb, right? There is no nowhere kind of... There is. There definitely is. And we're working on that, on building a circuit around Russia, on uh, creating opportunities to go and perform in different cities to open, at least for our monthly headliners like yourself today, stuff like this. We did have like, we did have Jim Gaffigan. We are planning when this whole pandemic thing finishes, planning on bringing more bigger like more famous acts but at the moment it's just i wouldn't say dead end but there is quite uh understandable limits to what you can achieve with stand-up in in moscow so that's why i would say that sadly the biggest maybe the biggest difference between these markets is that i guess in the uk definitely but you have to be brilliant because it's so saturated and there's such huge supply in europe i think you have to be maybe not so great as a comic but you have to be different and interesting mm-hmm. so if you come from a different place if you come with a new perspective if you come with some new material people haven't heard you're going to get your your opportunity here you just you just can't that's it you just can't i mean you can't be a working comedian in english yeah. in moscow in moscow which is a 16 million people city huge kind of capital of russia not to mention in Enya in siberia where david did his show you can do one yeah. show bring uh, i don't know 100 people do 45 minutes but you can do that every week. You can do that once a year. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think. Uh, but but I think to to conclude this topic and conversation episode, you've done a show here yesterday. You've done ten minutes at uh, our regular Friday kind of feature show, Selected Comics New Material Night. You're doing a full hour today at yep. your solo headliner show. You don't know how that will go, but based on what you've seen and experienced yesterday, what would you say? What's some difference between the shows here, the shows elsewhere? What did you kind of of what can you conclude what can you can you summarize your experience for now and what do you expect from today's show and um, so people yesterday were super friendly i thought like like I'm, this is this is something that i've just noticed about continental europe and and i guess from Ru- russia also from based on last night is that people people want to be entertained and they're really up for up for it 
you know yeah. uh, in the UK if you went on stage and you didn't make people laugh within the first minute or so someone was calling you a cunt you know yeah. and uh, and people it, here are not going to call you a cunt because they don't know the word cunt okay this that, is... that's good to know because there's two of my jokes have that word in it so I should probably I should probably edit those or uh, explain what the hell that is yeah, yeah, to start yeah, with yeah, yeah. You know? um, but uh, little, little life hack just translate it to the Russian word that's kind of means the same thing it's going to work Okay. 100%. The word is politician. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. David, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, don't get us shut. Yeah, we're going to start, start hearing some clicking on the, on the, on the things as we're, microphones are being tapped. Um, yeah, so uh, I, it seems like the, the audiences here are super friendly. I I got, I, I think what you guys will probably agree was a uh, an inordinate amount of applause last night yes. for, uh, for, for the setups to jokes. Yeah. Uh, the applause so, breaks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. talking about before. Yes. So it, se- it seems it seems like people are really friendly and and really up for it. Um, I'm, I'm I am interested to do my stuff tonight because there's a little bit more audience interaction and uh, and a little bit of sort of uh, gentle ribbing, taking the piss mm-hmm. out of uh, out of things. Uh, I've got some jokes about Russians and things like that, which I'm I'm going to be doing. Uh, and so I just hope that, that like those will be taken in the in the spirit in which they're in, they're intended. I will okay, li- and, and if not, what would you like written on your tombstone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've only ever had uh, I've only ever had one one thing go badly, and it was a Russian uh, at a show where I've uh, I did a joke which you, you saw last night, and it's a joke about drinking with Russians, and it's just a silly little joke where I talk about how I'm a Scotsman, they're well, they're Russians, ha ha ha, we all we all get drunk together, and. Uh, and this Russian guy came up to me after the show and he was furious Ooh. and uh, his English wasn't great. And he was sort of translating through my Ukrainian friend uh, and he came up to me and he was basically saying like, why are you making fun of Russians? He's like, have you, have you he's like, you've never been to Russia? He's like, how dare you? He's like, we're a proud people. We're, we're, we're good people, all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And I was trying to explain to him, oh, no, it's just, it's just a joke. It's like, it's just, I'm just making fun. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to besmirch you, but like tear down your, 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 your great country or anything like that. And eventually we managed to come, come to a point where we, we shook hands and it was all fine and stuff like that. But, we, but during the course of the conversation, I said to him, have you ever been to a stand-up show before? And he literally said, what is stand-up? So I think he thought I was just, I think he thought I was just on stage, just Talking just talking shit just about t- Russia. Just doing like some sort of rally. Yeah, you know, like, I'm like, what like, is he thinking? Like, people, some sort of meeting? Like, like people are going to turn up with tiki torches being like, fuck those Russians, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they drink alcohol. Let's kill them. Yeah, what? yeah, exactly. So yeah. Uh, so I'm interested and I'm, I'm hoping that uh, that tonight is going to be a lot of fun. Based on what happened yesterday, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a good show. Um, I'm going to do my last show. My first show, um, Nothing Compares to Use, was about love and relationships my second show was about politics more specifically about brexit and so i think i'm going to do like a combination of those two plus a little bit of uh, material that's newer about the pandemic and sort of try and i've been right try, writing it down in my notebook at home and i think i'm going to sort of do a bastardization of that about like can't we all just get along type type some sort of message in it mm. um but we will see I'm, I'm really hopeful it's going to be good based on last night i think it's going to be a really really fun show and i'm really looking forward to it I think our our audiences, I think that's the big plus of performing in Moscow, because you're always, in addition to being a comic, you're always also a novelty act. You're yeah. always something they haven't seen before. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Even the biggest kind of comedy fans that we get on the shows, they've seen it mostly on Netflix and they've seen mostly our like five, six, ten regular performers. So every new comic that comes 
through they're like oh my god it's something like fresh it's something yeah. new something i haven't seen before so you always have that added bonus of at least they don't know your jokes in advance like they do ours yeah, yeah, and yeah. at least you're kind of a experienced foreigner who knows how to handle a room because also this is something that i've, I've seen when i travel in different places people have different ways of performing it's just kind of that's how we do it here yeah, it's mostly yeah. and i think when you look at art you've seen five of us yesterday come up on stage and perform and even though we were all different i think we were all the same in a way of like there is a a mold that we yeah. all can fit if you go to berlin you'll see people perform completely different yeah, yeah. and what and then at the end you came out completely as a completely different type of performer right where I, I know that, for example, uh, I guess it's a, it's a, I, I presume it's a British thing, but it probably works all around Europe. When you want people to react, you do like the, the hand gesture, like yep, now yep. you, right? Yep, you kind yep. of show them this. Uh, it never fucking worked here and it will never work <laughs> because you show people like- It worked last night. Yeah, it, but they get it kind of, they get it in that moment. It's not a thing. <laughs> it's not because there is no like enough stand I'm lost up. about the hand here. What? Uh, so like, for example, like uh, I did a thing where I went, I went, I went from, I went, I studied at a place called the University of Glasgow. And then I sort of like gesture oh, at Oh, you do the like raise it up, like I, give I, it up for I, I Glasgow. Be, I just be like, yeah, like what do you, yeah. what, what do you think of that kind of thing? And, uh, and you, what, what was interesting is that usually I'll do that and I'll, I'll point to people and people know that that's that sort of, sort of a camp over the top sort of gesture. And because I'm talking about something the university being posh people mm. will normally go ooh, you yeah. know and then i do a joke about how you know because they're going ooh, they've never been to glasgow um but last night i went like sort of gestured at the audience and i, just, I was like I'm, being, I'm from glasgow and everybody started applauding which i think is the only time <laughs> glasgow has ever received applause <laughs> <laughs> well, did you tell them that <laughs> we, we had a we had i need to call my family <laughs> saying glasgow got the applause yeah, yeah. from russian oh we must be fucked glaswegians <laughs> were just like something's very wrong yeah. <laughs> like, this does not feel right yeah, 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 yeah. we had a comic from northern ireland here maybe a month or two months ago maybe more i time doesn't have any, time's a shape time's yeah, a shape doesn't have any meaning for me since the the covid started but yeah maybe some months ago and he's he's doing it for 15 years or something and uh, you can see on the guy that he's the kind of comic that's done all kinds of rooms you know like just a room where you can like while you're performing there can a fight can start in the back or whatever mm -hmm. like a northern irish kind of yep. you know tough guy and that's the that's the open that's what you do you come on stage and you ask though it doesn't mean anything it's just like so he comes on stage and he goes like oh hello hello moscow are you well and he does the hand motion where people should go like, Woo, yeah. right? So he like he gets on stage, grabs the mic, goes, Moscow, are you well? Raises the hand and it's complete silence. And one guy says, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we are well. And, yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah. and what? And I yeah. speak for all. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that's that's the, I, I'm, I'm glad that they can actually experience stand-up from a different perspective, from different kind of, you know, from different market, let's say, from different culture where they can, finally pick up on because we don't do these things yeah because we don't do these things because even if someone tried and failed we understand like okay it's not the well, thing that happens here and doesn't work well that's that's why that's why i came out and watched the watched the show last night because i was like i wanted to i wanted to see what the sort of what the sort of vibe was what 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 people were expecting because as much as i said i don't think i don't think it's fair to say that you guys were all the same you definitely weren't like the material was all different enough but like everybody's delivery was kind of a little bit low-key 
if you know what I mean. Like it, it wasn't like my act, as you saw last night, is a bit more high energy kind of thing. And so I was trying to see to see if anybody was doing that, and if if, yeah. if anybody was, how was it received? You know, we, we have a comedian here from South Africa. He just came here during the pandemic and then got stuck here, and apparently now he's Russian. I don't know how it works. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's before that he's been doing it for I guess twelve years or something, and he's more of an actor actually than he's he's a comedian as well, but he's a writer, an actor, and so on. He's a proper performer. Yeah. He comes on stage and you can feel the charisma, the energy, and so on. Mm. And he's so different than all other comedians that we have here because he brings the he's very. I don't know, like actually like David as well. Like it's mm. kind of something that, you know, it's the performance is both the words he's saying, but also the things he's acting out yep. and showing yep. the body gesture. And it's yeah, not, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm one of those. It's, not, it's not even just the, the, the body language stuff. It's the level of energy. Yep. Because yeah. as you say, like here we, you know, well, chill. It's mm. Friday mm. evening. It's Russia. People struggle enough. They had a hard week. They probably have a headache like as it's going on. Like don't, you know, but. Then when someone comes with that different energy, if all six of us had, were those kind of high energy comics, they would have had enough after like two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's exhausting. Like Friday evening uh, in Moscow, when it's cold, when people are tired and sick and stuff, it's, you know, you don't want to overwhelm them. Yep. But yeah. one, for example, in the end, like you headlined yesterday, that's exactly what they need. After seeing five people that are kind of the same, yep. one that brings a different energy and a different vibe to it, that works perfect. So I really hope you will have a great show today in Moscow, tomorrow in St. Me Petersburg. Too. And... Uh, maybe one day we will do another podcast and you will tell us how that went yeah and, well uh, if you guys ever come to prague i have my own podcast called making europe grants again uh, which is a sort of satirical comedy news podcast so uh, if you guys are ever in town i'd love to have you on that would be amazing all right it would, would, would be great to to, to hop to on that yeah, yeah. Uh, uh why why do you so you're going to make europe grant again so you've got megalomaniac sort of aspiration uh, no, it was just it is was part of the anti-messiah thing no, we, we, i'm we, noticing we, a theme here grant we, i'm noticing a theme we started it we started it just after trump uh, got elected so that was when it was make, make, make America great again. Yeah, and but I'm so, just figuring that you heard that and you went, "Hey, if he can do it, well, it, I can take over." Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it was, it was, it was trying. I was trying to do like an answer to Brexit and ha by having because like one of the things that I noticed in the UK was that people, uh, especially with, during the Brexit thing, they had no idea about Europe at all. Mm. So I was like, I want to get European comedians on to talk about politics and sort of give people an, a, a way into what is what's happening on the continent. <laughs> and it's been a great success in that lots of people from Europe are listening to it, and my mum was listening from the UK and uh, and uh, that's that, your one UK listener yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so I, and so, she's like oh so that's what it's like in Europe yeah, yeah lovely yeah. so so the, the outreach back to the UK has not really worked as intended yeah. but at least in Europe it seems to be doing okay yeah that is so sad because my mom is not even listening <laughs> at least your mom cares but, but don't worry I, I trust me if you put this out and I'm on it my mom will listen to this so. oh well say hello hi Grant's mom <laughs> hello. I actually waved <laughs> which is completely yeah. pointless on a podcast yeah, so we hope that at least if we get one listener on this, it's going to be your mom. Yeah. And let's finish on that your mom joke. Thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me, guys. And this has been the Comedy Kiosk. I'm David Munoz. I'm Igor Monday. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Ciao. Oh.